Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. And indeed, welcome to the Sages Among Us. I'm Keith Porter, and my guest today is Barbara Ravines. And Barbara is an, an environmental activist with several civic initiatives, including the Mother Lode chapter of the Sierra Club. She's a board member of the Community Environmental Activists in Nevada County and numerous other responsibilities and roles that she plays. So, Barbara, welcome to the hot seat on the Sages Among Us. Wow, it does feel a little like a hot seat. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> well, used to this. <laughs> well, we're going to have a fun conversation for 30 minutes, and it's going to go by very fast. You'll see. Okay. It's fun. Uh, let me share a little bit more of your background with our audience before we talk about you and your role in the community. You uh, grew up in the Chicago area. Um, and uh, you uh, went off to college, uh, but came back to Chicago after the first year uh, and started working. Mm -hmm. uh, ultimately, uh, you married, you had children, you moved to Detroit, you moved to, uh, let's see, New Jersey? Am I right? New, uh, yes, New Jersey. New, Don worked in New York, but okay, okay. city, yes. And then ultimately, uh, you ended up in the Bay Area. Well, not right. ultimately. You ended up in the Bay Area. Yes, happily. Uh, yes. Uh, you said that was very good for you, <laughs> yes. your family, and the kids. Yeah, right. uh, and then found your way to Nevada County. And we'll talk about a little bit about all of that as yeah. we go forward. But okay. uh, it's, uh, it's wonderful to have you here. And uh, we're going to hear about how you have made a difference in this community and, and beyond this community. Um, so uh, you told me in your growing up years that your parents were wonderful and generous people. Mm -hmm. Now, you, you know, we don't always hear that from people uh, about their parents. So that's, uh, that's interesting to hear that. Well, what, what was it about the way they lived their lives that would make you say well, that? Well, it's, uh, it's absolutely true. They, they were. Both are no longer with us. Uh, but my dad was a union organizer and um, a very outgoing person with uh, certainly his own um, uh, community activities or activist. He was certainly an activist in all of his growing up years. He did not have a. He grew up, of course, in the um, uh, in the in the depression, and he had to go to work. And so he didn't finish high school. However, he was no, very widely read. Worked in the New York City Library and devoured as much as he could. And then he went to work for um, a union. I think there were times. Uh, when Con Ed was needed some uh, changes made, I guess. And um, he was always a very strong influence on me because he was one very gentle, very um, outgoing. My mother was, uh, well, my mom was all along with, with that. And, and um, I always felt incredibly loved and could felt that I could do so many things should I choose to? And uh, I never, for, I was an only child, which um, okay. some people, um, so I, I didn't have to share my parents very much. And they were terrific with me. Um, we, we didn't do it. They were not well off, especially. We lived in apartments most of the time until they moved to uh, Skokie, which is a suburb of Chicago, and had their first house. And I was already in college age by that time. All right. So it was a, uh, different than today's uh, 
upbringing for sure. And certainly their uh, outlook on life influenced your life, I'm sure, in many ways. Oh, definitely. There's no question about that. As I said, for a giving, um, helping with a people um, he was also very talented as a, my dad was talented as a, uh, a writer, terrific writer, and did a lot of organizational newspapers, that sort of thing. And my mom just uh, really helped out. She was a breadwinner in the sense that she was a secretary and worked a good portion of my uh, high school and probably life. So it wasn't easy um, uh, so really, you know, we we it wasn't like my kids <laughs> where yeah. I was home. And but you're you're relating about the fact that you always felt loved really makes a huge difference in one's life, doesn't it? Uh, well, I would think so, but yeah. um, I haven't had the things that you read about, hear about, and so on the serious problems uh, mm-hmm. with growing well, up. Uh, and you attended Hyde Park High School, and you said it was integrated at the time. And that, was that unusual for a school to be well, integrated? No, we, in a, in a well, no. Well, we lived in the south side of Chicago, about 67th Street, if that means to anything to anyone listening. Um, and it wasn't integrated in the sense that we bust people anywhere. We lived next door. Well, not completely next door, but the community was, I'd say, half black, um, and of course, it wasn't even black in those days. It was mm-hmm. Negroes, right. and um, and at least half more than half white. But it did change things, not in any way that was the least bit chaotic are difficult. It was just that you didn't socialize in quite the same way. You probably there. I don't remember a high school football game, for example. <clears throat> so maybe they had them, but maybe kids uh, didn't all go. I'm I'm not clear on that point. I don't remember really? that. But it was good. It was great. Everybody is very was. Um, you know, we shared lots of classes and social social in school things mostly well you told me some things about your activities in high school you were quite active on the in clubs and uh, high school newspaper staff you did drama productions you painted a mural on your lunchroom wall (laughs) sounds like you were industrious and focused i'm wondering did you have any rebellious streak along those times anything any any case any situation where a little rebellion came out um Truthfully, no, I I don't think so. I do feel rebellious about certain things over the years, but not certainly then. I just, um, I was relatively popular. I didn't have issues. There, it, it, working up, growing up in that time was um, was a little different than today. We it didn't was, have, yeah. A, yeah I, I know you're younger than no, I am. No, not, not much. We're we're of the same era. We are definitely <laughs> yeah. in the same I era. I mean, was thing, different. Uh, life was uh, it, it was easier. I, I have trouble imagining what it went, what it was like going to a large integrated high school because the high school that I went to in Downeyville had 32 kids in the whole student body. Oh, so I, it was a very different experience. I should say so. <laughs> Just living in Downeyville was a different experience, right. I must say. Though it was industrial, I suspect, because well, you had mines. Well, the mines were, there was one mine working. It was near the end of the mining era. There was still some timber, but yeah, it was pretty much a little sleepy place. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. So for you, any other special memories of family life and high school years, things that were memorable to you? Uh, not significantly. Um, we managed 
to get through very easily. As I said earlier, we, we lived in apartments. They were nice, spacious, large, three-story flats, uh, very comfortable. I think probably my favorite thing um, throughout younger high, high school, probably not quite as much, but Jackson Park, Jackson Park, that's the emphasis is the park, was right next door. And it was very easy to bicycle ride through, which I did with friends very, very often. And the Museum of Science and Industry was encompassed in that park. Right. And so you're familiar with I it. Know, it's but yes. fantastic. And I spent countless weekends with my friends there, learned the up and down and all around the place. And it was just a wonderful experience. I, so, I remember when I was there later, it had, it had a World War II submarine on display there. I, I, that was, I there? think that's still, well, yeah. probably not, not. No, it was probably a little too close. Uh, no, uh, I don't remember that. Okay. And of course, the lake, we were right at the, we were at the lakeside uh-huh. too. We were often went swimming and off the rocks um, in Hyde Park area. Okay. Well, I know you went off to Carleton College in Minnesota for a year, but you came back to Chicago. You, you then took night classes. You found a job with a major advertising agency, BBDNO, yes. Barton, Batten, Burstein, and wow, Osborne, or something like that. very good. Batten, yeah. Barton, Durston, <laughs> and Osborne. I don't think they uh, think they're still around. But that, that that sounds like a huge transition in your life. Tell tell us a little bit about that. What was that like? Well. Uh, Carleton is an absolutely wonderful small school, and I was very, very honored to have been accepted. And um, and I was there about a year and a half, but I think I was sick a little bit in my sophomore year. Oh. And also my parents really couldn't afford. It was private school, and I didn't have a scholarship, nor did we even try. We didn't even, I don't think we even thought about it. Um and so I came home, and um, and was that a disappointment to, to, for you to do that? Um, I think I was ready to come home. Okay. I was, I think, that Carlton was only at that time, and probably isn't much bigger. Was only fifteen hundred people, and that was probably a half the size of my high school graduating class. So being there was a little stifling, I think. Uh, it was it was a lovely experience. I have a still have friends that um, we met even in that short time that I communicate with on not too regular basis. Okay. But um, and I've been back to take a look at the campus. It's gorgeous. I highly recommend it. Well, you bounced back to Chicago, got involved in a job, and you met your husband, Don. Right. And Don was my guest on this show a few months ago, so (laughs) now we're we're completing the circle there. But uh, you folks married. Uh, uh, How did you meet? Was it love at first sight, or did he have to woo you? Well, maybe he had to woo me, but and it was not love, I wouldn't say, not across a crowded room kind of thing, but it was uh, very much, we, it was a blind date. Okay. I had uh, I had canceled something earlier, and a friend called and said, "Hey, there's a party uh, over near Northwestern's campus." Don went to Northwestern, and he had just gotten back from a three month trip all, all around um, Europe, 
that he had driven a new little Volkswagen bug. And I was quite fascinated by that, taking the, he's a couple years older than I am, but nevertheless, that was quite an adventure. Um, so we hit it off right away, lots to talk about. We had, it, it, it was a very good experience. <laughs> and we didn't date exclusively, or I didn't right away, but uh, then we did, and married about nine, ten, a year later. You hear that, guys? The classic Volkswagen bug wins the girl. (laughs) Right. Because it's cute, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very cute. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm Keith Porter on the Sages Among Us this evening, and my guest is Barbara Ravines. Uh, She's an environmental activist with several civic initiatives, including a mother load chapter of the Sierra Club and a board member of the Community Environmental Activists in Nevada County. And we're learning much more about her life, and we're going to learn about all those activities, too, as we go forward. Uh, But anyway, so you and Don are now married. You're off to the suburbs. You have a house, a yard, and very soon a baby daughter to take care of. What was that transition like for you? Was that something uh, that you saw coming and enjoyed, or was that just happened? not say we exactly saw coming, but again, in those times, uh, young people married relatively early, not like my uh, kids today. Yeah, my, uh, my grandkids, but uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> We're not here to talk about them. Right. I, I think one of them is listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was it was different, and we did move out to the suburbs, and Don had the car because he worked in the city, and I was out in the boonies, as we said, then and now. And um, so it was a bit of a transition, but I was busy learning to be a, a, a cook, housewife. Um, we, I, rem- <laughs> I remember even putting up wallpaper and doing all that sort of oh thing. My. We had nice, very nice neighbors, and, um, and Don's family, uh, brother and sister, lived rather close, too. So I didn't feel isolated, but it it was a long day until yeah. he got home. So, so Don's work, uh, he was with an IBM-affiliated company, and, and that took you off to see the world then, right after that, shortly after that. You went to Detroit, New Jersey. You had a son during that time as well, so you, right. you two kids. Uh, so parenthood, and you were the trailing spouse uh, with the working and working spouse. Uh, I, yeah, I guess so. That. Again, yeah. not too unique in those days, uh, maybe no. a little more so now, because I didn't. I hadn't, um, I hadn't really developed a career because I, was, uh, I had children right away, though <clears throat> our son is five years younger. We had, had the pl- that planning was a little off. I wanted a little sooner, but uh, it it was a, again another wonderful learning experience. Again, we met lots of people in uh, Detroit. Detroit was a fascinating community. Um, uh, we were part of a theater group at that time. I was not into any kind of community activ- activism at that time. I was busy with. Um, children, nor was there a lot, I thought, that was um, happening at that time. Okay. I mean, the changes, was, times, they are a-changing. It was a different era, wasn't <laughs> yes, it, in so yes, many different absolutely. ways. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> your, your kids are now in school, and at that point, then, you did start back to college. You ultimately graduated. Well, you, that, you came to Berkeley, first of all, we, or to that's California. That's true. We moved to Berkeley in 1967. Um a, a big year for <laughs> for the Bay Area, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Don and two um, colleagues, they were both people that had been with IBM. Um, um, and we moved to Berkeley. They started an office there. And it 
just coming across when I left, when we left over the mountains and came through the Central Valley, and there here was the mountains with the fog coming over, and we went right into the fog. I just, I just loved it. I loved it. I really do love the California oh. overall because we have traveled it. Uh, it's it it was just a delight all all the way through. <laughs> Is there any aspect of the Midwest or the other places that you've lived that you miss? Uh, or is it just California's it? Well, California is pretty much it. I think okay. it, it's the best. It's all these all these bio provinces and so on that right. I uh, because I was a docent at the Oakland Museum, so I got to learn a lot about all that. Now, uh, the Midwest is is fine. It's flat, <laughs> so <laughs> right. it's good biking. Right. <laughs> So um, anyway, then you, in the Bay Area, kids in school and so forth, you did go back to school. You ultimately graduated from Berkeley with honors and a BS degree in conservation of natural resources. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose that course of study? I was trying to ponder that. Um, I had been, well, I, I had lived, um, I, I was interested. I think I had already started at the Oakland Museum at that point. I was trying to remember that. I probably should have tried to look it up. But um, having more information about the natural world is really what I was after. And um, it, it was a terrific experience. I was there two years. I managed to graduate in two years uh, because I had a lot of... Carlton transferred a lot of my um, grades, and they were all fine. And so, I uh, I just loved it. I took conservation. Well, I took I took everything: geology, so, biology. So, did that start your interest in environmental issues, or or would you say the environmental issues led you in that direction? To in terms of the I would study? say that they were um, it. it they were co-equal because okay. I was interested and um, and I was aware. I remember one of my professors, when I was uh, learning to be a docent, was talking about um, the blanket effect um, that we have with global warming. And I had never heard that whole explanation before. This was uh, in the 70s. Wow. So... You know, so it all that kind of information and and uh, trees, flowers, everything. We were just um, overwhelmed and uh, wanted to go everywhere and see everything within the within the uh, cross across California. That's one thing. You mentioned you were a docent at the Oakland Museum. You also uh, spent eight years as the uh, office manager, the sole employee of the Golden <laughs> Gate Audubon Society with 6,000 members. So that sounds like another pretty big transition and, and something else that was aligned with your interests. Absolutely. Yeah. Once I did graduate, I began uh, looking around. The kids were uh, sort of on their way, um, and so I could be easily, relatively easily take a job. Um, and fortunately, they were looking. It, I wouldn't say that I was highly paid <laughs> at all. It was really sort of a of something that you do because you love it. And I got to know a lot of wonderful people. And it 
did stimulate a particular interest in birds, particularly for Don. He's a great bird watcher, and I am more at the end of the conservation so that birds can thrive. <laughs> well, yeah, you've got both ends of, this, of the yes, uh, spectrum right. pinned down. That's, that's right. great. That's right. So I know in the 90s, late 90s, you moved to Nevada County. Why did you choose Nevada County? We had a friend who lived here. The Oakland Fire drove her away from the Oakland, <laughs> the um, yeah. Oakland, because yeah. she lived in the hills, and um, she came up here <clears throat> and found um, a wonderful spot right over the uh, the river, um, this <laughs> the, the Uber River, and. We could come up and visit, and we thought, well, if we're going to... We looked around other places, too. It was getting near time to um, to retire, yeah. and we wanted to find something that was reasonably priced. And uh, was it, was that a good decision to come here? Oh, absolutely. You're, it's worked out very, very well for oh, us. Right. We're very happy here. 25, 6 years at oh. this point. So. Well, I'm Keith Porter. Uh, you're listening to The Sages Among Us. My guest today is Barbara Ravines. She's an environmental activist. Activist. Several civic initiatives involved with, uh, she is, with the Mother Lode chapter of the Sierra Club and board member of community environmental activists. So now we have you in Nevada County. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so we spent a lot of time sorry. getting you here, but it's such an interesting sorry. background. Yeah. But uh, you've had lots of active roles here in leadership in the Sierra Club Circle, Sierra Forest Legacy, the Fire Safe Council, Community mm-hmm. Environmental Advocates. What would you say is the common thread to your community activism? Well, I care very deeply about our um, environment and our particular environment here in Nevada County and uh, taking care of it. I think regeneration, thinking about regeneration, um, because we are facing some difficult, a difficult future. And I think that uh, it's important. The Fire Safe Council uh, was part of my interest in. in making homes more safe uh, without cutting down all the trees. Um, And I had eight years there. It was another good learning learning experience. Circle, obviously, it's one of our great local institutions, environmental activism there. Um, And preserving the uh, rivers and the watersheds is something that's uh, absolutely necessary for our future, I believe. Yep. Tell us about your famous bicycle riding uh, years. You, you, You made a bicycle trip every year. Tell us about that. Well, for about eight years, we uh, we uh, had visited to over the into the Sierra and over the top into the east side, which is where Mono Lake is, and it's Mono, not Mono. Yes, <laughs> it's Mono Lake, and we knew of the plight of Mono Lake, where L.A. had described, decided to take water. Um, um, from the lake to use um, from the Owens River, from yes. the Owens River, and all the way down that 365 miles, and one of the ways of uh, raising money was to get on a bicycle at um, at the end of summer and ride for five and a half days, uh, and we would raise. We would take water from the LADW uh, Los Angeles Water and Power. Uh, they had a, a, a reflecting pool 
we would take a test tube of water, put it on our bikes, and we ride it all the way up to Mono Lake and dump it in. Um, And we raised money that way, individually, um, collectively, and to help with them saving the Mono Lake. And you you must have trained. I mean, that's a pretty pretty, uh, significant bike ride, right? It was a significant bike ride, and we were young enough, and um, we lived in Berkeley, so we had the Berkeley Hills a couple of times a week. We were riding up and over and all that. Training. Training. Uh, But it was, again, terrific experience. East Side is absolutely beautiful. And, no, no um, and Mono is doing relative, doing amazingly well now with this wonderful uh, snow we've had. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so Barbara, I want to ask you, what would you say are the personal rewards for you uh, for the work that you do in the community what, what, that makes it all worthwhile? What, what is that for you? Well, first of all, I think working with the people that I do, um, there are a very terrific bunch of people that I work with on, in all in all those organizations. Some of them overlap in many ways, sure. but um, that is enormously satisfying. Um, finding finding like-minded people, as they like to say, um, and I think that I do believe that it's important to try and make a difference, and. I'm not sure how much of a difference we make, uh, people like myself that work, but, but we are, uh, I, think, I think we do, we have to, or otherwise I, we wouldn't continue doing oh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes. Well, well, so can you give us an example of one or two things you feel that your work has accomplished or helped accomplish? Well, sort of an easy one that just <laughs> comes immediately to mind, you can imagine, is feeling very positive about the direction of the um, of saying no to the Idaho Maryland mine. That was has been a successful right. uh, endeavor uh, to this point. And that, that will come before the Board of Supervisors in August for a final decision, but the Planning Commission has has recommended rejecting the that's reopening right. of the mine. That's yeah. right. And certainly, though I was, I am on their board, uh, CEA and and all of the communi- communications and the people, again, the people that have come out in favor of no mine is enormously important. And uh, I think that's, that's to be congratulated. Um, I think it might be September, by the way, not just okay. August. <laughs> Well, you obviously care uh, deeply about the the planet, the, our home, uh, the way things are and the way things should be. What would you ask people to do to help uh, join that um, that passion with you? What, what would you ask people to do? Well, uh, well, there are any number of things. I don't have a, a complete list, of course. There is something I'm working on now with a group we call Waste Not, which is part of the Nevada County Climate Action uh, Now group. And um, we are trying trying there's all kinds of waste we have our green waste that we obviously are so it's so obvious whenever the trees come down and we have all of that to deal with in the community and they are beginning to take real notice of it as is the fire safe council for that matter um but also organic waste it's something that um we need to begin thinking about composting in our own community and not taking it somewhere else where we're polluting 
both by driving it there and so on. It's something we've been working on with the Solid Hazardous Waste Commission. Um, they're working. It's very difficult, um, and the state is helping with uh, Cal Recycle and so on. But I think people be- need to begin thinking about waste as an an issue because, and I don't mean just organic waste, all of our waste, because it is the third highest greenhouse gas emitter behind the United States and China on an overall global level. Right. So think about that um, and I, uh, act accordingly. Act I accordingly. <laughs> I know. Uh, another person whom we both know who's been very active in this er- er- issue, yes. Shirley Frerichs, is yeah. very concerned about plastic. Yes, uh, and, and, absolutely. And misuse and, and uh, the, the incessant overproduction of, overproduction of plastic and, of and the right. way that plastic is polluting so, our world. So I am I am working with Shirley as, and part of those groups that we I mentioned and I think that's right now is one of our major um, thoughts community-wise. I think we'd like to help with that. Good. Yeah. Well, we have just a little over a minute and a half left. I, wanna, I want you to dream for a moment. If a genie in a bottle granted you one wish for this community, what would that wish be? Oh, my word. You should have warned me about this one. I don't think. Maybe you did, and I didn't get that far. (laughs) Oh, genie bottle. Um, hmm. Um, I think maybe I'm going to take a page again of Nevada County Climate Action Now. I think there are many people that are working really hard, and I would like to see us become more... um, Climate friendly with more solar. Um, I think that we should have solar on every rooftop that we can, maybe the ones that don't have. But I see us, I mean, moving into electricity in a big way. I think our government is moving in that direction. We have the, uh, the uh, energy uh, task force in both the county and the two cities. I think I think that's probably the most important thing we could do for the planet uh, at this time to right. move in that direction. Word, words from, as a city. Words from one of our sages in our community, <laughs> a very active person, Barbara Ravines, environmental activist with several initiatives in the community. Barbara, thank you so much for being my guest this evening. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you very much, Keith, for listening and for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for so much for all you do for the community, and it's great to hear a little bit about your life story along the way. Okay.